welcome back to Mapping the Tropes. This is a romance podcast and we're back from our holiday break. My name is Marianne. My name is Adriana. And I'm Paola. And we are talking today about sex work trope, you know, to fall into talking about these tropes headfirst. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. yeah. This is a new year. We're starting a new theme. We have <laughs> a new theme song. We, we do, yes. When when we first heard it and we first saw the the and and the title of it and everything, we were like, I think this is it. <laughs> and it's by the same yeah. person who did our, our old theme song. So thank you. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we're talking about sex work today. Um, I don't think we've touched too much on this topic before um or is it a trope because i guess it's like more of a job then yeah i guess like (laughs) an an element of the story perhaps Yeah. yeah but i think also whenever sex work is like in a romance book they do tend to follow certain uh yeah you know standards mm-hmm. story structural what wise it kind of follows some sort of thing so i guess it, it could be a trope if we think about it a little bit i mean yeah definitely yeah and there, there's a lot of you know sub tropes that come with that you know like falling in love with your client um the ethics of that um you know how I love talking about morals and ethics and <laughs> power <laughs> dynamics <laughs> okay professor yeah yeah <laughs> call, call me Fidi from uh the good place because I love a good ethical dilemma <laughs> um but yeah I I really enjoy seeing this in romance books especially or at least romance adjacent books um and this is a good place to start our year. We were like, what could what could potentially be good to start out our new season of mapping the tropes? And it had to be sex work. Of course. <laughs> it had to be. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of things involved with sex work. It can be, you know, a regular old escort or and or prostitute as they are called or they could be a cam girl or cam boy cam person i guess they could be a uh stripper stripper pole dancer you know that type of thing all these things are usually encompassed within the sex work uh title Mm-hmm. Do you, Marianne, do you want to talk about? Yeah, let's let's start it off. So my book actually starts off like the set type of sex work that it discusses is well, prostitutes. The main character is um she's a prostitute. This book is called uh, Destiny Surrender by Be- Beverly Jenkins. My yeah. first, my first Beverly Jenkins book. Ooh. I am 
I'm pleasantly yeah. pleased. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I really liked reading it. Uh, this is actually the second book in the series, but I don't care. Like, I'll read it in any order, whatever. Um, and it was actually so good. Uh, the main character, her name is Wilhelmina Billy Wells. Um, and she is, well, like I said before, she is a prostitute. And she is one of the most successful um ones in her like uh what's the name uh, the brothel um <laughs> she's also like the oldest girl in her brothel bro oh my god brothel brothel there brothel. it is that's the <laughs> right like, word it's like a broth but it's l brothel <laughs> <Bilingual> <laughs> problems and so yeah so she's one of the older girls at 23 <laughs> um and she always has this client who who is like a regular and he only sees her his name is andrew yates or andrew antonio yates um i say that <laughs> because he has like like the way he was written i guess he has like mexican ancestry or spanish ancestry i'm not very sure maybe i just completely ignored it but whatever um point is that he's always been like a playboy he's always been like sowing his wild oats like they say but <laughs> uh suddenly he has to settle down and so he says he tells billy okay um so i don't think we'll be seeing each other much anymore i have to get a wife and as you know uh i need a girl that i can present to society whatever And Billy is like, yeah, I know, whatever. We had a good time. But on the inside, she's like, oh, God, I'm in love with him. And and he's has he has feelings for her, too, you know. But obviously, like, they separate. But 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 you know what happens? You know what happens? Billy is pregnant. Okay, oh. Billy is pregnant. She doesn't know. Oh, what is? She doesn't know that the kid is his because, I mean, you It's know. It's a secret baby plot. Because of her profession, well, she sleeps with a lot of people and she she wasn't sure if it was his, but mm -hmm. when the baby is born, he has a particular birthmark, which is like exactly the same one as he has. So interesting. Yeah, like like I'll, let's just go with it. Let's go with it. It's fiction, sure. Exactly. And so basically she shows up at his door with a baby and she's like, hey, this is your kid. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, and then ugh, so many things happen in like an hour of them seeing each other again, because then like he gets dumped by the girl that he was supposed to marry and then she was like running away from her old employer because she owed them money uh and then like <laughs> and then his mom is like well you gotta get married to this girl because she has your kid <laughs> and it's just a whole whirlwind of things and even if they loved each other before this whole situation just kind of brings them both into such an uncomfortable thing that they like start bickering and they start telling each other like these these things like oh you were just taking advantage of me you just wanted to get yourself pregnant and marry me and whatever she's like I don't care oh what you God. think I don't care what you think I just want you to take care of our child um 
it's wild it's the wild drama. the drama so of it all. i mean they literally get married uh in front of a preacher and it's just like both of them they don't have like a proper wedding or anything it's just a whirlwind it happens in like a day and then they're married and they have to like basically come to terms with the secret baby the marriage of convenience the fact that billy isn't the most presentable person so she wants to like improve upon herself and it's just so interesting i liked it a lot it was set in california in the 1880s so <laughs> there were mentions of like the gold rush there were like a lot of race related things and of course billy is black andrew is like hispanic so there are different things also with that and what i liked is that billy as you know she from the very beginning she's always been very proud of who she is and the way like her position in life like she says yeah i mm -hmm. am i am a whore um but i'm <laughs> i'm here uh it was the only thing i could do at the moment and i'm proud of that uh and like every uh <laughs> she says like oh um i'm the oldest one here and i'm still like being uh solicited and whatnot and it's just like you know she's unapologetic and she also because she wasn't raised in like that super conservative type of ditzy small i can't make too much noise kind of environment like she she stands up for herself and yeah. i liked her, her a lot yeah yeah like i liked her a lot um yeah that was that was pretty much it i think the sex work aspect was also pretty well developed because you know some people get into this profession by necessity billy also did it by necessity but by a certain part of it she was like it was also my choice because mm -hmm. uh like i know what my body is worth and how i could use it to my advantage so it was nice to oh. see it like that. and uh, it was nice to see it in that way as well i did want nice. to say that i also found it really powerful this is a small spoiler but it, it whatever you know read it anyway <laughs> um she actually killed her employer like because he was like Boss. super he was like super abusive and shit and she killed him and i think that was beautiful and wonderful and you go girl like <laughs> girl boss <laughs> gaslight <laughs> fucking put a bullet through him whatever <laughs> um but yeah that was it was really cool um the way beverly jenkins gave her like this autonomy and this um you know that powerful moment for her good for her <laughs> yeah actually, yes the new the new thing is gaslight girl boss hold, hold to gunpoint <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Wow. I think first of all, this is the first time we bring up Beverly Jenkins book yeah. to the to the podcast, which we have to talk about Miss Jenkins, Miss Beverly, Miss Bev, as she is lovingly called in the on romance. The yeah, on the romance book community. Um, because she she is an icon. She is a legend. Um, and she is the moment. She is the moment. Now, come on now. Because um, <laughs> she was a pioneer within the, the 
book industry, especially since she had all these Black heroes and heroines since she started out. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's been unapologetic about it um, ever since. And she's still publishing. She has... She is. I don't know how many books. Like, maybe like over 30. I don't know. But it's a lot. And to not be discouraged by an industry that, you know, will overlook her every once in a while Mm -hmm. and her work, you know, it's truly great to see. Even in this one book that I read, I can see it. So I can imagine how the other ones are as well. Yeah. And most of her books are historical romances, which also is even less representative of like different races or and even like sexualities Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's so great to see yeah and also all her covers are like beautiful like all her books gorgeous destiny surrender especially has a very sexy sexy cover Mm -hmm. yeah they're like rippling gowns and like yes oiled up chests you know Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back, I say. Bring back the hotness in adult romance. Uh, Please. Uh, Please. We are petitioning it. Um, You know, (laughs) we haven't talked about it, but we're kind of sick of it. (laughs) We're kind of sick of the cutesification of the the adult romance. Covers, covers. Yeah. only because a lot of them do not represent the book well you know exactly yeah it's obviously a marketing ploy to you know make these books more palatable to a wider audience who may not like pick up a an adult romance uh casually because of how looked down upon the genre is which yeah. is sad um, and it's just a lot of internalized misogyny in, in that as well. Whenever people were like, ew, you're reading that? Um, I was like, yeah, like you don't even read one. You, you don't even read the newspaper. Like, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? Leave me alone. So when I joined Twitter and people were like, oh, it would be so great if people stopped marginalizing romance readers. I'm like, like of course there's people who will try to make you feel like shit for reading whatever books you read that are not considered like quote-unquote real literature like YA Mm -hmm. and romance like adult romance and stuff like that but it's not like a marginalization and I think that it's more it's more elitism than anything yeah Um, exactly and I think that by by doing the cutesy covers and like hiding, like quote unquote, hiding the the smut of the book or that is expected in a, in a book, like that's just furthering the 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 idea that romance is like some that reading adult romance is something that we should be hiding yeah. or something that we shouldn't be doing in public, which is so ridiculous, like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love some illustrated covers. Like some of them are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. The drawings are beautiful. 
like so many same illustrations for such a variety of books that you're just like what are you trying to convey with this you know do you want me to confuse this book for something else so I can buy it or something because sometimes it's just like oh I thought it was this one no it's something else but it's the same drawing like what are you doing you're not making your book stand out if you all have the same elements in the cover agreed agreed Mm -hmm. agreed read Beverly Jenkins (laughs) read Beverly (laughs) Jenkins instead Uh, (laughs) I think we should wind down a little and I have a surprise (laughs) for you too yes okay I have a little game that I've prepared. I don't have a title for the game yet, but based the premise of the game is I have two actual two romance book titles. Okay. And you have to decide whether they are real or fake. I, I will not give just based on the title, based on the title alone. I, I can give you the, the author name, um, but one of them will be real and one of them will be fake. I'll give you three pairs. Okay. And we'll see what happens. Is that okay with you? Oh my God. The pressure. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Okay. The first pairing. The first book is titled I married a lizard man uh-huh. the other title is tempting the lizard man oh okay you have to guess which one's real which one's fake I want to say the first one is a real one yeah that yeah, is my too. guess yeah and you're correct. That is the Woo! real one. <laughs> I want to marry a lizard man now. <laughs> okay. Second pairing. The title is Bear the Fire. BBW Interracial Firefighter Mail Order Bride Wear Bear Romance. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yikes. That's a long title. <laughs> okay. Okay. The second title is scorching the fire the oh sorry scorching the werewolf a werewolf firefighter fantasy oh oh wow i would like the first one to be the real one because it sounds incredible but i think uh i think the second one is the real one i'm gonna say the first one is the real one because i see those like BBW, blah, 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 type of titles on my Kindle. So, yeah, the first one. Then Paula is correct because that Woo-hoo! is the real one. <laughs> Bear the Fire is a real book that you can find on Amazon right now. The author is Anya Nolan. Wear Bears. I love Wear Bears. Wear Bear. It's the interracial firefighter, a BBW interracial firefighter <laughs> mail order bride wear bear romance <laughs> and the last pairing the title is the first title is nesting for the bird man uh, sorry nesting Jesus for the bird Christ. man an interspecies romance saga okay the second title is 
Enchanted by the Birdman, an alien standalone romance. Oh huh, my God. that's hard. Oh wow. Uh, second one? Yeah, I was thinking the second one, yeah. The second one is real or fake? Real. Real. real? You guys are too good at this. It's, it's correct. That's the real one. <laughs> Enchanted by the Birdman is real. But that one that's was the, very tricky. And the Birdman like, is an alien? Apparently. It's oh, by wow. an author named Dade Waltz. I think that one comes out later in 2022. But nesting for the Birdman was entirely <laughs> from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you need to write yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know about obviously, but <laughs> so now that I've know, spoken it into existence, someone would probably write it. And if you're a listener and you're a writer, I'm giving you free permission to write the nesting for the bird man. <laughs> but you gotta uh, send it to species Rome fantasy saga. Um, and you know, maybe Shout us out in the acknowledgement. You, you gotta send it. You gotta send it to us. Thank you. But so, Adriana, thank you for this game. You're very really awesome. I think you just made this a lot more fun. <laughs> But also, do you do you maybe want to talk about your book? Yes, I do. Um, I want to talk about Private Eye by Katrina Jackson. Yes, I am talking about Katrina Jackson again. Deserved. <laughs> deserved. <laughs> I was going to talk about a different Katrina Jackson book, but then I remembered this one and the fact that I hadn't talked about this one. So I think maybe I mentioned it like briefly on a previous episode, um, but I'm dedicating airtime to this one today. Uh, so this book is in the Spice Who Loved Her series. Uh, this is the second book in the series. And it follows Kenny, who is sort of the techie person in the whole spy family that they have going on uh, in the series. And he is not obsessed, but he has a crush on this woman named Maya, who is a cam girl. Um, and Ooh. they have, he, he sent her a lot of money to have these private sessions, uh, like through text messages, basically, um, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. he doesn't want, he can't really show her his face uh, because of his line of work. Uh, oh, okay. Because he's a spy. He can't be putting his face out on the Al Gore's internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she, uh, the girl Maya, she is actually uh, Akira from the uh, Pink Slip. She is her <gasps> roommate. Uh, and that's why Kenny knows about Maya because she was put on Kira's security detail of sorts. So she he'd been surveilling Maya for a while. And so he feels a lot of conflicting emotions about 
surveilling Maya while also being her client. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then there's a, a it comes through that there's a mission uh, for Kenny where he can help catch this bad guy uh, who is actually obsessed with uh, a certain type of girl on like who's like a cam girl uh, but the cat girls that the, the villain likes to watch are uh, do like uh, couple videos not solo videos so they decide to hire Maya uh, to sort of be like the honeypot of the of the whole situation the whole uh, mission uh, and she has to start doing these cam sessions with a couple, uh, not a couple, but with someone else for the first time, and who is hired to do the job? It's Kenny, of course. <laughs> he is the one who has to like surveil the chat and everything, and also do the shows with her. Um, and so there's this sort of secret hidden identity aspect to the relationship does she know because he has to explain to her like how he knows about her and her job and he doesn't want her to feel uncomfortable with or feel like a conflict of interest of sorts he does like explain that uh he was the one who'd been talking to her on their sessions um especially since there was a sort of romantic spark between them when they had when they like spoke during their their private sessions um ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah it sounds so, so juicy it is very juicy um so she at first feels very betrayed because she was starting to feel something towards him but then, of course, there's seduction and, like, is this for the cam shows or is this real feelings? I love it. I and love it. The best. There's, there's action towards the end because, of course, they gotta catch the bad guy. Um, and she gets embroiled in the, in the action as well. Uh, I love this, this story so much. It sounds so good. I yeah. really want to read it. And it's very hot. Like, so, so hot. <laughs> you don't even know. Is it like a full novel or is it a novella? It is, it's, a, it's a full novel. Um, okay. Yeah, and there's this, again, there's the aspect of, are you trying to, like, turn me on just for the camp show? Or is this... A private moment turned a public moment you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I love that I love that for me and sometimes he doesn't <laughs> get involved at first he doesn't get involved he's just like there and then they start sort of like keep developing their relationship both on camera and off camera uh, 
so amazing. I love Kenny and Maya. And there's a there's a sequel to this. Uh, I think what's it called? It's it's a Valentine's Day uh, novella. Yeah, so you should check it out. Um, but yeah, it's a really good book. Katrina Jackson again knows how to write steamy and action scenes. Ah, I love it. I love it. By the way, she's very comfortable with the amount of money that she makes with her cam shows. She's very proud of her. Good work. for her. Um, she's like, you know, I'm glad I'm doing this because, you know, paying both my bills and it's paying my family's bills. Um, so, you know, she's very good at what she does and she looks damn good doing it we love it and you know who else loves it kenny does <laughs> kenny does love it kenny does love it a lot i need to read katrina jackson like i'm annoyed with myself that i haven't read <laughs> her books I, yet it's funny because every time adriana says like mentions a book I buy it. I have them in my in my Kindle, just waiting, and I don't read them. That's that's just me. That's great. Then you're missing out on quality romance. But yeah, I really like the series. There's a lot of books in this series as well. Um, Ooh, go go seek them out. They're great. Um, but yeah, nice, nice, nice. Oh, I both of them. your books sound so hot. Yeah. And this one is also an interracial romance in that Kenny is, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure he's Korean-American um, and Maya is a Black woman. So, lovely. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I am so ready to break my book buying ban, but let me get paid first. For these books. <laughs> That's a mood. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Paola, talk about your book. Yeah, so my book is a very popular one um, that was like very popular in the recent years, which is The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. So The Kiss Quotient, this book grabbed my attention because the main character is autistic and I had never read a book with an autistic main character other than Talia Hibbert's A Girl Like Her. So I was like, mm -hmm. oh, cool, interesting. I'm going to read it. But then I was like distracted by other books. Um, and then people were saying that it was very steamy and people were very <laughs> by how steamy it was. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to read this one as soon as possible because like I love my books as steamy as they get. So I, I did it, I got it, I read it, and I was like, oh, I love this book. It's not as steamy <laughs> as you guys made it out to be. I'm disappointed in you guys for misreading this book as the steamiest one of all, but I really like it. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, but it had, I mean, the, ste the, the steam was there, but it wasn't like, yeah. To it was a different kind of steam, you know, like it wasn't suffocating steam. Like it made me, this book made me, made me horny, but it didn't make me <laughs> as horny as other books. <laughs> this book is 
about Stella, who is a um, econometrist and she's autistic and she has this very like bad encounter with one of her coworkers where they have sex and after the fact he's like eh it wasn't really that fun you should open up more so maybe it can be more fun not just for you but also for the other guy and I was mm. like what a dick but yeah. Stella is superior and she was like you know what I should actually take his advice and she hires Michael <laughs> who is an escort and she's like teach me how to have sex And then she's like, teach me how to be in a relationship. And she makes a lot of money as an econometrist. And that's how Michael agrees because he obviously needs the money. It's his job. And Stella is mm -hmm. offering like a rate that's way higher than Michael could have ever thought of. Um, and okay, I will say that there are a lot of Naked, there's a lot of nakedness in the book, but it doesn't <laughs> translate to full-on sex scenes. So there's hot scenes in the book, but there's not, you know, there's not an abundance of sex scenes as I was made out to believe. Mm. But it's great. Michael is so, so like, how, how do people say whipped? whipped he's so whipped <laughs> for Stella he he just like adores her and I love that in the first interaction in the first sexual interaction that they have she sort of goes stiff and he notices and he's like okay we're not gonna keep doing this if you're uncomfortable so what mm -hmm. is it and oh he's just so sweet and <laughs> she's just so like she she just is so comfortable with him that the, the chemistry was instant as well and I just I just love this book for for what it did with with the 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 character relationships outside of them quote-unquote just having sex but yeah I just I love this book with my whole heart it was steamy enough and Helen Huang writes really amazing characterizations and her sex scenes are always to die for. So oh, I highly recommend this to anyone who hasn't read it already because, oh boy, this book really, really got me. I agree. Also, this book has a little bit in common with Adriana's in, in the fact that like their first doing things because of the job but then they, mm -hmm. they kind of blur the line and it's like oh am I doing this because you hired me to do it or because I genuinely want to do it and it's so nice yeah uh, it wasn't such a steamy book but we got um such good like you said characterization and we saw I loved seeing Ma Michael's family like like I felt yes they're so, the best. so at home with that big um, Vietnamese uh, family and the food and everything it was so nice. I liked reading about that when we were, when I read the book. But yeah, Paola, like I agree with everything you said. I love the books. Uh, did you, like, have you read the newest one? Oh, The Heart Principle. I haven't, but I should. Have I you just, read it? No, I really want to though. Like, I like her writing a lot. Um, so yeah, 
I don't know. We should buddy read it. Let's. I mean, I don't have it, but yes. <laughs> you know, I've had the qui- the kiss quotient for like since I think since it came out, um, or like when it first went on sale uh, on ebook, mm-hmm. and I still haven't read it because I'm bad like that. Um, <laughs> rebel. I'm a rebel. What Adri in the rebel era? but yeah it's i've i've heard such good things everyone always recommends it to me um and i know i would like it um i just you know you know how i am at this point you know how i am (laughs) this was such a a good crop return yes yeah i'm so happy i'm so happy to be back Especially, this will come out around Valentine's Day or after Valentine's Day. And I just want to say, you all have a special place in my heart. Aww. I'm so happy that I know you guys. Um, oh, I yeah, love you. Yeah, we love you. I yeah. love you both so much. These are always the highlights of my, of my weeks, of my months. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. I love well, talking to you. I just, I'm happy to be making this show with you all. And I'm so happy to be back. That's the whole thing. Me too. I'm happy to be back. Just nice to be able to spend time like this. Together. This is a nice pandemic baby that we came up with. So, yeah. Yeah. Such a, such a good secret baby plot. yeah to to kind of summarize we had a book with a secret baby marriage of convenience we had a book with a cam girl and and a secret identity yeah secret identity and we had a mathematician and an escort uh all good all good all fantastic tropes yeah i think uh I would like to, before we go, I would like to uh, close with maybe something more serious. And it's that there okay. has been a lot of legislation around American mm. laws regarding like content on the internet and mm-hmm. not nothing. I just think that, you know, we should all be a bit more mindful about what's happening because a lot of indie authors are getting their books pulled or censored mm-hmm. because of the sexual content and nothing uh i can't do anything because puerto rico is not does not have voice anywhere <laughs> but exactly. um if you are american if you have any kind of pull you know uh please you know try to be there for fellow authors who are suffering right now because of all these different censorship laws um, and yeah, that was that was uh, what I wanted to say because I think uh, a lot of books that have even like small mentions of any type of sexual content are being banned or or, or censored very significantly, and it does affect us. And either yeah. even if we don't think about it uh, right yeah. now, so yeah, that's what I wanted to end. Yeah, with. especially since we talk a lot about uh, we we try to give platform to a lot of indie authors. Um, yes we want to you know help those who are being affected by these types of legislations um and also like that could 
eventually end up affecting us as a podcast because as you know apple had at least apple uh because that's the platform that i use to listen to podcasts but apple does have certain terms of service that prohibit uh like talks about pornography and even though we aren't a porn <laughs> we aren't explicitly a porn uh related uh show we do talk about a lot of sex and yeah that type of censorship could end up affecting at some point a lot of people including us um but yeah uh, so yes uh don't stay quiet speak up spread awareness that we can if you follow a romance author who has been affected by these things Try to support them in some way or form, even if it's just sharing their struggle tweets. <laughs> yeah. But so, with yeah. that being said, we all send lots of support to the romance community, of course. And uh, I guess we can start wrapping it up. Yeah. Uh, Marianne, do you want to plug your info or oh. find you? Oh, we're doing this again. Oh, my God um yeah so just follow me on twitter that's where you will see me the most that's where i yell about books i'm reading um my twitter is at bookish boricua and just uh yeah just follow me there um adriana what about you yeah you can find me at boricua reads on twitter instagram tumblr or you can find more information about the work that i do on Uh, buddygoreads.com uh, you can hire me for, for sensitivity reads um, I recently host uh, moderated a panel for DVCon about marketing and publicity uh, in book publishing so if you want to find out about you know people who are in the industry whether working within a publisher or are authors like Koli Gong uh, who is a New York Times bestselling author Um, you can go watch it on YouTube on the DVCon YouTube channel. It was a really a good learning experience for both me, our panel, and the viewers. So go check it out. Paola? So I am at Gerrar on Twitter and Instagram. That's G-U-E-R-R-E-R-A-W-R. Um, I have a book blog, which is in the process of being like dusted off and reignited. Um, I still don't know what I'm going to do with my uh, book club. But anyway, my book blog is uh, Love Paola with two A's in the end dot WordPress dot com. Um, and I have a novel, Tindy, which is very exciting, which is Yay. where I'm going to shout out the most about indie authors. Um, most of them will be romance just because that is my niche, but I, I cover anyone and everyone who is a person of color. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. What else do I have? I have a YouTube channel and yeah, I'm finalizing some details to, to redo um, virtually in the book fest. So that should be fun. And yeah. Nice. Fun. As always, you can share, rate the podcast, and leave us a review, and also subscribe. Download our episodes, you know, listen. Yes. And comment and 
follow us on Twitter at Mapping Tropes and Instagram at Mapping the Tropes. And, you know, just shout us out and <laughs> share our little tweets. We're, we're pla- we have a lot of things planned for this year, um, especially on social media. New so, year, new us. Exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah. Oh, you can also contact us via email, mappingthetropes at gmail.com. If you have trope ideas, if you have things you believe we should cover, if you want to sponsor us, if you just want to tell us <laughs> how amazing we are, we uh, we accept all types of emails. Um, like Adriana said, we have a lot of fun things planned this year. Uh, we we gave you a little preview right now with that fun game Adriana gave us. <laughs> yes. Um, so just keep an eye for all of our social media. Literally, we have things for every single platform. We are just that. We have all those multitudes, you know. And yes. Um, our next episode will be out in two weeks, and we will be talking about shifter romances. You all know what I'm going to be talking about next week, in the next episode. (laughs) It's like one degree, literally one degree of separation from monster romance. So I'm like, mm -mm -mm, excited. I'm excited too. I really want to read, like, thank you, Adriana, for already giving me the next book. I think you're all going to make me read a shifter romance because I've never read one. So I'm going to have to find one. one. Talia <laughs> yeah yeah there's always but, Talia yeah true as always on mapping the tropes you can trust us to talk about Talia Hibbert on every in every episode so uh thank you for listening to us uh thank you for joining us this was mapping the tropes baby and we leave you with our tropical sound once again <laughs> see ya <laughs> Bye. Bye.